Hi, everyone, and welcome to Pump Rules Party. I'm Holly Borquez. I'm Sarah C. And we're here with episode eight. Cool. Yeah, it was pretty good. I didn't like this one. Yeah. It was like not as good as last week's, but not as bad as the first couple. This one was too serious for me. You know, like this one, it didn't like fit into like the normal Bravo Vanderpump Rules content, but I did still like it. But like I, I come to Vanderpump Rules for that lightheartedness and this was like a, a little bit different. It set me in like a different headspace. That's interesting. Um, some people were talking in our group. You guys join our group, Vanderpump Rules Party, private Facebook group. Some people were saying it's it got really dark and they don't watch it for that. And other people were like, I watch it for the darkness because then it makes me feel better about my life. So I think people look at it different ways. But like suicidal darkness is like a different level of, yeah. of like, well... That's horrible, too. Yeah, it, it's all dark. I guess it, it is all dark. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I want to, like, at the end, like, snicker a little bit. And there was just nothing that gave that to me. Yeah. Well, first things first, did you see Lala's bridal shower is March 20th? Mm-hmm. Did you see the typo on the invite? No. <laughs> well, A, cool. She's saying no gifts. So that's chic. I, like I thought that. that was really cool. Yeah. yeah. And if you want to donate to the Humane Society. So I like that. But it said, please donate to Humane Society. D-O-N-T-A-T-E. Aw. Yeah. That's kind of funny. The person who did that probably thought they did such a good job. And then. Yeah. That. What a bummer. She loved the invite. Yeah. Um, I didn't see where it was being held, though. They purposely left that out. Yeah. They did not purposely leave that out on people tried, but people are sleuthy on the internet um, as far as her wedding. But we already knew that months ago anyway. So, yeah, not news. Um, I mean, I saw Katie like shaking it. I'm like, should I freeze frame? I'm like, why? I already know everything. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, what else? Oh, but it looked like. So were those her bridesmaids listed on the invite? Yes. So Logan, no. Mm-hmm. The he always reminds me of Pee Wee Herman, but the original Logan, not Get Low eighty nine Logan at Tom Tom. This is the James, um, mysterious staying at Paul's apartment Logan. Yes. So that should be interesting because she did say on Watch What Happens Live that James and Raquel are invited to the wedding. Oh, good. So, hmm. also a bridesmaid, Danny Shay. And Madison Riley, I believe those are her friends from Utah that got her the job at Sir, or the reason she was in L.A. and in this circle. Um, Stassi, Katie, Brittany, and then some girl named Candace and some girl named Olivia. Yeah, cool. Mm. What else? Um, I noticed, I, I thought, it. What, what do you think about, um, well, what do you think of the invitation? It was fine. It was oh. cool. I don't know. I was kind of surprised. I mean, when I first saw it, I just was ready to just click right through because I just thought it was one of her hundred give them Lala ads every day. Yeah, I was just I it just didn't. Um, for some reason, I I pictured something more elaborate from her. I mean, it's pretty like nothing wrong with it or anything, but just um, it didn't like stand out to me at all. So I guess let's all watch our IG stories on March 20th and see like where it is and what it's like. 
Yeah. Because um, don't know if they'll be filming it or not. Yeah. What else? Well, I want to give a big shout out to Nicole Johnson. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. It's the 26th. Happy birthday. Is the 26th today or yesterday? It's today. Is it? It's today. Happy birthday today. But you'll be listening tomorrow, which will be today. So happy belated birthday. I don't know. We could get it up before 12. Happy birthday right now. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, Jax. And it was Kimmy's birthday this um, yesterday. Oh, it was? Yeah. How did I miss that? That was, she didn't list her birthday in the little thread. Kimmy. Add it to the thread. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, I don't really think much else has been happening on. Did you notice um, like radio silence from Brittany and Jax during this episode? Normally they are all up on Twitter, either fighting with people or like doing something. And they were really quiet this episode. Mm, Probably smart. I mean, the last one they got in there and argued a little bit, but this one they just really like, I mean, basically he's just like, I landed in Detroit. That was it. Oh, that's, they're there now? Yeah. Okay. Because they're doing that show with Stassi and Bo. Yeah. Oh, they're probably just out drinking or something. I mean, he get, he got a lot of shit for, you know, those aren't our views. Our pastor lied to us. And then he let the, at the same time, shames Ariana for her sexuality. It's like, well, those are your views then because you're using this right now as a belittling weapon. Yeah. Asshole. Hypocrite. Probably had bad credit. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Let's not put bad credit in the same category as hypocrites, okay? Everybody falls on hard times from time to time. Yeah. Doesn't mean they're an asshole like Jax. Doesn't mean they're a Jaxhole. Yeah. Anyways. Um... Did you watch Watch What Happens Live? Yes. Congrats to Danny Pellegrino for getting the coveted bartender spot. Oh, my gosh. So when I saw that Danny Pellegrino was bartender, it was like, I felt like it was such a moment for all of us podcasters. Like, it gives me, although he's an author, which like puts him in a different category. But I I, tr- I mean, I thought when, um, when Andy was like introducing me, he's like, the co-author of Tom and Ariana's book. And then I thought, oh, he's going to just say that. He's not going to mention anything else. But then when he said, and podcast host of Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, I was like, like, should we should we put this out in the atmosphere that like maybe we could bartend one day? Like I, I have this really weird feeling, Sarah, that like something's going to happen. Like th- big things are happening on our podcast. And I'm going to put it out there that like, I want to be on Watch What Happens Live as a bartender. I think we could do it. And I tweeted Andy, strangely, the night before I even knew about this, saying, um, hey, you should, oh, because it was, I I tweeted that article to him. I'm like, perhaps you should check us out or have us as bartenders. I'm like, I did go to bartending school in Patterson, where the Jersey girls are from. Um, And I didn't even know that about Danny until the next day. So it was kind of a you know, full circle moment. I don't know, like for years, people have been trying to get Watch What Crappens on, which would be hilarious because Watch What Crappens on, Watch What Happens. I'm sure that's that will happen. I'm sure well before it ever happens for us because they absolutely deserve it. And Danny deserve, I mean, I was so happy for Danny, but I think there's room for everyone. And especially with, you know, how many episodes there are of Vanderpump Rules, like maybe we could get worked in. I don't know. 
Yeah. Um, but he actually, when he said, and co-author of the book, he said Sandoval's book. And he said it later, Tom's book. He didn't say Tom and Ariana's book. He literally said Tom twice. Huh. Did not include Ariana. Maybe because, you know, she wasn't there, but. Or maybe he just skipped over it or something and didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. Um, but can we talk about the Screen Rant article really quick? Yeah. Um, so something so excited happened in this week. Um, we all of a sudden got, a, I saw the notice first in our group where it's like, you guys are in this article. And like, I, I couldn't even breathe. I was like, oh God, like, please don't let this be bad. Or like, what is this? And um, I popped it open and I, I couldn't even speak. So basically what the article, it's on screenrant.com and you look up the 10 best reality TV podcasts you're missing out on. And it goes on like to talk about all of these like amazing podcasts that we love and listen to. And they listed us as number five, you guys. And I, I just, I feel like this is, this is for all of us. This is for everyone that's listened to us. This is for everyone in our group. This is for everyone that's done, been through all of this with us. Like this, it was, it felt so good. I feel like Kanye is going to walk in the room any minute and interrupt you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, let me just like get it out because I couldn't believe it. So sh- like, thank you so much to Brianna Cranich uh, who um, wrote this article and wrote just like the, like the write-up that she wrote. I was just like, can, super accurate. Yeah. Can we just add this into like all of our like media posts because it's yeah. perfect. So thank you so much for including us in that list. And thank you all of you guys for, I mean, it was so nice for you guys to all celebrate with us and say well-deserved when I don't even know if that's true, but it was like, it was so nice to be on that list. And yeah, and also thank you guys. I I didn't used to look, but I was looking for some reason and I noticed all the five-star reviews you guys rallied and provided and gave to us. So we really appreciate it. They did not go unnoticed. Yes, and thank you for I the was, reviews. I was so excited. I texted Holly. I'm like, oh my God, look at our reviews. Go look at February. They're fantastic. <laughs> so um, thank you guys for doing that. And if you are bored, stuck at an airport, on a bus, I don't know, and haven't done it, um, we would love you for it. Um, either just rate it five stars or if you want to leave a review, cool. Um, we appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys. And if you guys ever want a shout out or... You know, like we said, you you can call our number and we can play your voicemails. It's 805-VANDER8 or just DM us. Yeah. So, Vanderpump Rules Party and Instagram Pumpers yeah. and Pumpers Nation. Yes. Cool. All right. Well, should we get into the... Well, back to Andy. What did you think of the... Okay. Here it was a little deserved, but I'm tired of this Sheena thing. She deserved it this episode, but when Andy had to go do the desperate meter, like just stop being such a dick. Like this scene this week, she asked for it, but it's just old. Can we move on from the trolling Sheena desperate boy, crazy storyline? Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like we should like talk about Sheena this episode for sure. And talk about what's going on because yeah, it's I feel like once again, like it's kind of unfair what's going, you know, it's not I don't think she's choosing this. And um, 
I also find it strange that like we're in this episode, like we're heavily focused on Ariana and how like she's not feeling safe and she doesn't have friends when Sheena's supposed to be her best friend. Where is she? Right. Where? Where's so, you know, like, wouldn't you say, well, shoot, I guess I can't go to um, the wedding with Tom, which would be horrible. But at least I can go with my best friend who is single at the moment. So that would be like maybe a fun girls trip. But that doesn't and even, in the wedding with me. That doesn't even come up. So, yeah, I, I like why not have like kind of like, why can't we have a positive girl friendship? I don't know. Yep. All right. Well, you want to get into the episode? Let's get into it. Yeah. So ex-best man, ex-best friend. So we have Stassi going over to Tom and Katie's house. Um, I'm having like a, a hard time every time we like they do the aerial shot over Tom and Katie's house going in there. For some reason, it like puts me in like a bad mood. It puts a little cloud over my head. There's just something about the entrance to the house that bothers me. Hmm. Anyways, I don't know. Um, oh, and by the way, I drove by. I did a drive by past um, Kristen's and Tom and Katie's on Friday. I drove past. Um, Ronnie was um, filming something on their street. And so I just wow. swung by to see what was going on. Um, Kristen was there. There was no one else's car or anything. And then Tom and Katie's. It looked like someone had just pulled up, but I don't know. I, nothing to report. No changes. Hmm. I'm more interested in driving by Jackson Brittany's just to. That new fence is not cool. You know, it's really hard to see anything. Although the, um, na- the neighbor is more entertaining than no, them. No, not to see their house, to see the neighborhood. Yeah. And just to see who's cruising on the I street. I know. I should have done that. I should have done that. And Ronnie already was like, Mom, what are we doing? <laughs> Yeah, not to see their house at all. I don't care about them. Yeah, the neighbor is. We yeah. should we should see if we can interview the neighbor <laughs> to ask what kind of neighbor Jax is. Right? <laughs> I bet they would do it. Okay, so anyways, Stassi rolls in and Schwartz is like, you have the code to our door? You know, circling back to the fact that Kristen gave Carter the code to her door. Hmm. Um, and she's like, "Um, yeah, I do, but I didn't have to use it. It was open. Just a weird like beginning of the episode. Um, so then we're introduced to Schwartz's new pet. Now, what did you think about this? I don't care. Does anyone care? Like, are there any like lizard and enth- is it a lizard? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So the lizard, um, I'm not really like a, a reptile person. Yeah. So this like, uh, I was like kind of like shuddering away from the yeah. TV during like this. Jim Carrey when he's rescuing all the animals and he has to with the snakes and the lizards he's like Wah! yeah that's how I would be I liked when Tom did say though he's like well Katie found her dream home and basically steamrolled me into buying it so I get this I'm like oh so yeah the real truth I liked that I liked that too that was that made me um but um she definitely probably had the Keeping up with the Joneses syndrome. But I was really wondering if they were really like pushing the envelope with doing, uh, help me out in like my English class. Like, oh, I guess foreshadowing what is, um, what's coming. So they have the lizard. Aren't, aren't lizards bisexual? I have no idea. (laughs) I think they are. Like there's, or they're like unisexual or something. I, I was, I, 
So they have that going on. And then he says that he has to add in that his lizard is depressed. Mm-hmm. His lizard is depressed. We know pets act like their owners. And so he just got it. And and depressed means how the depression is acting out is that the lizard hasn't eaten. And um, so he says to Stasi, well, can you take a look? Because you've, you've been depressed. Um, which like just felt like such an odd flex um, in that conversation. It was like, yeah. and then the camera seriously, like I, I watched this a couple of times. So he puts his hand on Stassi's shoulder and he's like, well, you're depressed. Can you take a look? And then the camera slowly rolls out and it like goes to Katie's face who looks like a face of depression. Like she's always <laughs> just standing there like, you know, like, yeah. and that's how she was standing there in that moment. It's like, has Katie ever like, like what is... I, I don't know. Like, it was just bizarre that, like, he looked at Stassi and said that. But I guess she, again, Stassi has been open with that. And she's more dramatic about and, it. And Katie just keeps it inside. But it was enraged. Like, it was just strange how the camera was like, like, okay. Um, <laughs> they're like, stones. So as they're kind of like, do, like, he puts the lizard on Stassi's shoulder and we have, like, another Game of Thrones reference. And... I saw a bunch of people meme about this and I'm not going to. Um, But then Katie brings up um, that she's like, well, I don't know about what um, Sandoval did. You know, he 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 was trying to seem very woke, but at whose expense? Um, Yeah. Whose expense? Yeah. Whose expense? Um, That's exactly what I I put. Let's answer that, Katie. Let's answer at whose expense that was at. Mm, everyone that was being persecuted by those tweets. I don't know. People at I the just, wedding. Like that's just that statement right there. He was trying to be woke. Like, is that something that like you use as like a weapon against someone like, hey, Sarah, why don't you stop trying to be woke? Like, <laughs> basically, what you're saying is like, don't have an open mind. And I mean, I, I get that it's a slam, but it's like. Is that really a slam? Like I don't know if if someone said that to me, I I might think in my head like I might be onto something if I'm making everyone so uncomfortable. And this whole scene, I'll, we'll get into this more, but this, I thought that we were back in another season and that we were talking about Billy Lee again because it's almost verbatim the way that they're acting that they yeah. are they are accused of something and like we this group our group we don't feel like that we don't like even though they like possibly said something that was very offensive or acted in an offensive way they don't think like that and they immediately swat down anyone who quote unquote accuses them of that right it's it's but the li- person that's always talking about how they're they're not like that that's the same person they're like oh i have a gay friend or i have a black friend yes it's like you're you're protesting too much yeah and like to accuse sandoval being fake woke it's like every every aspect of his life is being woke like he's more woke than most people yeah um i don't know um i it's this 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 I'm having a hard time with this episode and Sarah and I probably should have talked like off air about this because um, I try to not bring this too much into the podcast because I hear comments that you guys like are not too into this. But 
if we're talking about like, is this real and what's going on? Is this a real, like, I just, I feel like this, they've been building this storyline from episode one. They've been planting all of this stuff in here and we're going little by little to complete this storyline. And it's making me a little uncomfortable. Do you feel like that? I mean, once you brought up the lizard, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, you know what? Don't even quote me on that. I might not even be right, but it was just like, are we really going like, it's like, are we playing a game like that? I don't know. I would, Vanderpump Rules is known. They are known to try to distract us with the weirdest little thing and they'll like fester it. Like we'll like talk about it like the pastor. We'll talk about the pastor. We'll talk about the pastor and then it'll just fizzle out. They never answer a question like faith. Oh, faith, you know, the old man, the hanging TV, all these, they give us all these little tidbits and then they never bring her on again. They never wrap it up. They never address it. And they just like, it's like a little whirlwind and it just dies. Yeah. They they that's what they love to do. And I'm not falling for it. <laughs> do you hear me, producer Jerry? I have your number this time. Well, Stasi also says she's like, and they had the nerve to say like they only changed pastors because Lisa called them. It's like, but isn't that true though? Like you guys were on Stasio were with her on Watch What Happens Live in January from all these tag tweets in December, January. So we're supposed to believe that Britney's reading all these princess hater comments, but she's, you know, from people trolling her like, oh, what kind of woman has all these princesses? Yes. But she's not reading all the tag tweets she's in about this pastor. Like, nice try. Well, okay, here's like, and this is, I wrote this down because I wanted to talk through this. Um, they keep saying like, this is a serious accusation. They, they mentioned this. They brought it up again. They said this with Billy Lee. They just said it again. So let's talk about what that serious accusation is. It is that Jackson Brittany knew that the, that their pastor said these things and that they continued on with their plans, ignoring like the public outcry that maybe they should find someone who's more friendly to the community. Right. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the accusation? Yeah, well, because it was so prevalent and then it did die down. So they're like, oh, see, we knew this would go away. So um, and and by saying that, by them saying that's a serious accusation, um, like us as the viewer or even them, they're like, basically, they're like, this is what they're saying. They're like, what evidence, what evidence do you have? What evidence does Tom Sandoval have that we are like this? Like, what evidence do you have? Well, Jack's provided it tonight himself. <laughs> right. And the evidence that we have is, um, number one, their indifference. Like they they just don't care yeah. when it comes to make a decision to stand up for what is right or whatever to make a decision on. Should we take a stand or should we not? They don't. They don't take a stand. So that's number one. And then number two is apathy. They just absolutely do not care yeah. when it comes. And it shows in in the Billy Lee stuff and in this they at, like you want to talk like um Jax keeps saying to Sandoval all you had to do was say sorry just say sorry text it is it that hard is it that hard well would it be that hard to say sorry to the community maybe you don't maybe you don't even need to say sorry but can't you just say it can't you just quote roll over and say it right like just say you know what we are sorry that this made you feel like this or um that's not our feeling or i don't know yeah it's frustrating 
And once, like, we're already, we're moving past it. Like, yeah. Lisa's saying, move past it and be happy. Everyone's saying, move past it. Here we go to the wedding. Mm-hmm. We're going to the wedding. The wet, scoot past it. Yeah. Which, I mean, yeah. Are we going to continue to talk about, like, did you, fi- like, he's fired. We're not working with the pastor anymore. Fine. But, like, I just, just, if they wanted Tom Sandoval to say sorry, I just think that maybe, like, a little bit of a wrapped up, statement to the community that they are such a big part of maybe would have helped this whole thing out we're really sorry we weren't aware we see now that you guys tagged us some things we were busy we didn't you know we don't check all of our tags perfect yes we were planning a wedding like this is we it was over the holidays we were traveling and busy and it was the anniversary of jack you know i'm surprised he didn't play that card yes um yeah. Or I might have even tried to say I have someone running my social media. I might have. Yeah, I might have lied. And said, yeah, like there is a lot of things they could have said, and they well, just she outed herself by talking about all the comments yeah, last yes. week. So, so we know you read them, and really pride to her is just a, a day to get drunk, you know, where she can do her shots and right. her chance. right. So, um, whole thing's fishy anyways. Yeah. So I guess we'll move on from that. But, um, the next scene we have Sherry and Brittany sitting down and they are working on wedding stuff. They've got the whole seating chart and like the layout of the castle in front of them. And, um, Jax is talking to them about, you know, he's like, you can have, um, one last person there because I'm going to disinvite Tom and I don't know what's going to go on with Ariana. So you better figure that out. Yeah. And Brittany's like, I don't know what to do with her. She's like, I mean, she didn't do nothing to me, but she hasn't reached out. And like, I've been a better friend to her than she is to me. And I'm like, how? Like, obviously you don't ask her how she's feeling or you would know. I'm like, just because she's not apologizing to you for something she didn't do. Like, I don't know. Um, have we already covered the dueling parties or is that going to come this next week? You know, like remember, um, during social media of the summer, like they had the parties, like oh, one, the pool one, parties, the pool parties. That's, that hasn't come yet. Right. Uh, Cause I, I'm, I'm just wondering, I don't know why I just brought that up. Where was my mind going and with that? That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I just reading between the lines of like, you know, this being a storyline and it actually being that the group truly has a problem with Tom and Ariana, which I think is true. Um, They don't really socialize with them and they, I really think they have a problem with Tom and Ariana because for some reason they've made them like this weird, like moral compass of the group and everything that they do just bothers them. Like the group, like it's like that friend that like they could do anything and you're like, oh my God, did you see what they just did? Like they said, they're like, they think they're better than us and on a high horse. It's like, no, that's, that's your feeling because you feel like you're lacking something and that they are, they are so woke that I think that's Lala and Stassi, your insecurities of, wow, maybe we should be better people. Um, So instead you're projecting on them. They just think they're better. I don't know. And then Stassi kind of just them too. Like she's like, I don't even know who they hang out with. They hang out with a bunch of randos. And it's like, why are they randos? Because they're not witches of WeHo. They're not you and Jax. And you know, it's like, there are people that are their actual friends. Like I think the ones Ariana references at the end when she's like, there is actually friends that I have that think I'm cool and not a Debbie Downer. It's like, yeah, that's why she hangs out with them. 
because they were actual friends. They're not, I don't know, just the way she said a bunch of randoms. It was just so dismissive and like, they're not important enough. As, I don't know. I did not hear that. I didn't hear her say that. She said it on a podcast or oh. on a interview. Oh. Some podcast or interview she was on. It was either a Bravo after show or a podcast. Oh. It was like last week. I guess I was going to tweet about it because I thought it was so like insulting and just like degrading a little bit. Like she just hangs out with a bunch of randos. I'm like, they're people, but I quite, I couldn't get my grasp around how to like, and then I thought, nah, what does it even matter? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Um, it's not my issue or problem. She's not ripping on my, uh, my friends, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they are my friends because Logan's a friend. Yeah. Janet's a friend. <laughs> Anyways, so, um, so then we go over to Tom and Ariana, and oh, they're well, there. Oh, she said the best line. I'm just trying to marry my best friend, but people won't let us. It's like, how? How are we not letting you? Well, don't you think that's like a little strange that she's sitting there um, crying that people won't let her marry her best friend when literally she's getting married in a castle and the people who she possibly insulted are not able to marry their best friends? Right. Do you know what I mean? Like she's sitting there crying about like something that people can like that like they've been that like they literally do not have the privilege to do that. Like mm-hmm. there's people living in places where that is not, you cannot do that. Right. And here until recently. Or like even like, you're, just like, ask Ryan Dotson. He'll tell you all about it. Or families <laughs> don't accept that. You know, like, like maybe it is legal here, but maybe like their families absolutely do not tolerate that. And imagine yeah. wanting to marry your best friend and you can't and, Brittany. And legitimately people won't let them. <laughs> yeah. And like though, like I'm sure that like they shed tears as well. And yeah, I I just I thought that was like wow, Brittany. That's I didn't see anyone um, tailgating at the castle, protesting with signs trying to stop the wedding. Okay, no, they so, maybe should have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe we should have extended our trip. <laughs> I feel like I smell hey, we, I smell like fried chicken right now, like Randall's I, fried chicken, double like, fried chicken. Something's burning. <laughs> Let me go check. Okay, hold on. So I liked um, Ariana's little confessional there when she said she's been hesitant to reach out on Brittany because of her violent threats. And she's like, she might be living her version of a fairy tale, which I love that shade, her version. Yeah. Um, But I don't know any fairy tales where the princess encourages the prince to commit aggravated assault. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. So over to Lala and Randall's. Um, Wait, what What did you think about when um, when Ariana like did her Britney accent? Did you hear that? When she was like, I'm going to kick his ass. Like oh. she like totally like mimicked Britney's <laughs> accent. And then really quickly, just going yeah. back to um, Britney and Sherry, like like um, wedding planning. I mean, did you see Sherry just steal that scene? Like I couldn't take my eyes off of her. <laughs> like she was just like such the concerned like mother of the bride as her daughter was, you know, going back and forth with like what was going to happen with Tom Sandoval, Jax's best friend of 20 plus years, you know, but they're ready to cut him out of the wedding. And um, but like Sherry was just ugh, just stunning on screen. <laughs> OK, over to Lala and Rand's. Um, I thought this looks nice. The pool area looks killer. Um, I like that they showed her uh, tending to the 
Shay lounge pillows. Like she, she's working. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still wearing that same shirt she's been sporting for like four years now. Yeah. I do uh, like that shirt. All right. Um, then she kind of talks about what happened with Jackson Sandoval. And I thought Randall was pretty cool with it. He's like, yeah, he told me about it, but uh, I got I to gotta get more details. But he was very, he's like, well, I hope they, like even Keel. It's like, I hope they work it out. This really sucks. So I thought that was nice. Yeah, it was. He His uh, show debut and even his podcast not are not leaving me with the same impression as I had of him on Instagram. I find his Instagram beyond annoying. Um, but he's pretty calm and I actually kind of like him in this episode. Um, he makes sense. What did you think about when he said that he likes Jax, that they're the closest in age? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's true. I and mean, it's like what we've said this whole time. It's like Jax likes the perks and the status Randall provides Randall likes feeling cool, like he's with a younger crowd, and then like this good-looking guy, Jax, and he he likes that status. They both are in it for the status one another can provide to each other. I um, rushed to Google to see exactly how much older Randall was. For some reason, I thought Randall... Eight years. Yeah, I thought he was like 44 or something, but he is... See, I thought he was like 56. Yeah, he's 48... And his birthday is March 25th, so he's got a B-Day coming up. Oh, a day before mine. Yeah, you guys are... Same birthday as Lauren, so yeah. he's an Aries. Hmm. Look at you guys are kindred spirits. Hmm. All right, well. 1971 for good old Rand. Well, good for him. Yeah. Happy birthday, Randall. Happy, happy almost <laughs> birthday. So, okay, these are the scenes I can do without, like... Brett at least says, like, just text him. I don't want to work out today. We don't need this scene. We don't need this B-roll. We don't need this footage. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about Brett. Nobody cares about you working out. So I've seen a lot of chatter on Twitter and the Facebook pages, like, about um, Brett and Max, about how last episode, like, they weren't really in it, and people thought that that was because of the remarks that they made, that they had pulled, um, you know, a lot of their confessionals and stuff like that. This week, they're back. Yeah. So do you think that they are testing us to see if we're all going to freak out, or... They're pulling a Jackson Brittany and like, this will die down. Just give them a couple weeks. I think they are. I really think they are, and... And like, why did we need him? Like, he he's talking about how he just moved here. Like, there are so many people in that group that are already friends that already work there. I really and I this is nothing against the new cast members. Like, I would have my my feelings would be so hurt if people were talking about me like this. It's like, let's just say this is business. I don't think that it was a great business move for the people that they chose. It's just not, it's, don't even get me started about Charlie when we go to her scene. Like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's just not enough. And I mean, she's trying. It's great. Like, they, I, I see, like, they're working hard. Like, they're trying each one of them. But it's just, well, they put too many. It's just a waste of our time. And we're not invested. They're, they didn't set it up right. And, it's not See, working. The thing why like a Lala worked is because they introduced one person. 
Yeah. Or a James. He was one person. And also, and also that one person was trying to fit in with the group. This is like a whole separate group with Sheena as like the ring, like cougar leader. Like it, what? So she's not filming with the OGs anymore, but she doesn't really fit in with, because we know she doesn't really work at Sir, not like these girls do. So it just doesn't. It's just not jelly. It's not believable. No. Yeah. And there's just too many and they're just because they're not allowing them to dive deep enough for us to get committed or into their storylines because there's no time because they're trying to give the OGs all these storylines and there's just no time left. And so how can we care about someone we see for 30 seconds and then pair that person? Like I know Dana is probably the, the fan favorite of the new people, but like people are like, well, I love her. What do you think? I'm like, I don't. I don't hate her. I don't love her. I don't care because all I've seen from her is a relationship storyline with a douchebag. So therefore I don't care. I don't like Max. I don't like what he's done, even though he did it when he was younger. We've now seen him in person. He's douchey. I don't like what he did with Sheena. So therefore I don't really care about, you know, the new girl and her storyline because 50% of that equation I'm not into. Yes. I agree with you. So Brett shows up and, um, you know, we're supposed to be impressed that he's at Villa Rosa, but it's like, it's becoming less and less impressive with how much everyone's rolling up there. Yeah. Um, and do they really need to roll up for those quick little conversations? Come on. The biggest eye roll of this episode. And there was, you know, a lot of opportunity for eye roll. It came when, you know, Lisa comes out and she says that her foot is hurt, but come in, Brett, you can still have a cup of tea. Um, And then it cuts to Brett and his confessional. He's like, hey, you know, I don't care. Lisa can call me up here for whatever she wants as long as she pays my hourly fee, which is like, what, $100 or something, Brett? No. Um, Which is nothing to Lisa. And then, um, and then... Jerry. Producer Jerry's like, she'll do... You'll do anything. anything she wants. And you hear his like little almost Sandoval voice. Anything she wants. <laughs> like out of everything that they cut, they didn't cut that. They they said, hold on, let, let's let's dub that in. That's what you kept, producer Jerry, that's, yourself? That's the fourth wall shocking moment you, you broke. Ca- yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Don't get Kristen Solvang, but make sure you catch your little barb. Yeah, uh, Any, so funny. anything she wants, like a Lisa, like it's not even. It doesn't even make sense. It makes no sense. Anything she wants. <laughs> I'm like, okay, shut up. Yeah, clever. He's dying to get on the show. Dying. <laughs> um. So that was it, except for they bag on Sheena again, and I mean, I guess Lisa's not wrong when she's like. Well, Sheena wants to hear, or Sheena hears what she wants to hear. So, I suppose. But are we ever going to be done with the troll montage of Sheena? Like, come on! It's like it's like as old as um, as Lisa hating Kristen. You know, it's like I mean, yeah. this is going on too long now. Like, at some point, we have to get like, over it. Like, she's finally over being mad at Stassi. Like, when is Kristen going to get you know her moment? Um, yeah, it's the same thing. 
Okay, so we go over to Sir and they like really hit us with, you know, like Sir is pumping tonight. We've got Ariana and Tom working. We've got Raquel. We've got Dana. We, I mean, just it's like popping. And then we're going between Sir and Tom Tom. It's like the action is just like nonstop, like, at, uh, you know, on Santa Monica Boulevard. <laughs> okay, and this is another prime example of why I don't like Max. So when Tom and Katie confront him oh we heard you're exclusive <laughs> what is that what does that even mean come on come on means you're an item no no it doesn't no it doesn't and it's like you're the one that brought it up like stop being he, it, he this is exactly what he did to sheena he brings this up he gets these things going and then he it's like how old are you are you in like a junior high boy that like has to deny it in front of their friends are you danny zuko like pretending like to be cool he's She's it's not ridiculous. Sandy. It's re- like, and to pr- and to like to impress Katie and Tom, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I when he did that, I was like, I, I'm I'm forwarding, I'm done. And then when they're like, no, exclusive means like you're an item. No, it doesn't. It's like, well, what does it mean to you? Yeah, like that's kind of what it is that you're in a relationship. Hmm. They need a dictionary. Yes. So he just is a pussy and skates around it, demeans it, just like you did to Sheena. Again, all these um, angles of making women look desperate and pathetic. And like he says it later in his confessional, like, well, I think Dana's taking it a little more seriously than I am. It's like, why the fuck did you ask her to be exclusive then? It's like, stop painting women as these desperate, like, oh, please, maybe you'll be my husband one day. Yes. She's probably not even looking for that. Yeah. So stop painting them like they are. Um, so misogynistic. Why can't I remember right now? Was Were they at the wedding? Max and Dana? Yeah. No. They weren't? Oh, I, may, may, maybe Max. Because I was wondering if that little comment that he made was like a little... Um, like they're going to get into a fight saying like, are we exclusive or are we not? You're not giving me any attention. And then he's going to say, Hey, I was invited to Jackson, Brittany's wedding. Do you want to go with me? Cause he's like, you know, like if I go to a plus wedding, one. she can, could be my plus one. Oh, good point. Maybe. I don't, but I don't remember. And I'm actually going through their Instagram right now and I don't I'm looking, I'm looking, I don't see anything, but I mean, I'm obviously I can't look really good right now. Well, we'll double check it. Yeah. <coughs> so then we go. Jax comes in, wants to talk to Tom, pulls him out in the alley, says he wants an apology, but without a but. And then why were they like Sandoval starts talking, but he's like looking straight ahead. Like he's not looking at Jax. Like, OK, the, ugh, I wrote down the same thing. Jax goes out, gets himself a chair and then sits down facing out towards the street, which is so rude. Could he have not pulled two chairs? Right. <laughs> All of the iconic scenes in the alley take place in two chairs. Not one man in a chair on his throne and the other man squatting next to him. Like, what right. is what happened? I was like, why are you squatting? Stand over him. Tower over him. Make yeah. him look up to you. Yeah. Don't squat down. But, like, it just felt, like, extremely awkward and... Yeah. I didn't like it. But, like, Jax would turn and look at him, but Sandoval just kept arguing, looking forward. And I thought, just thought that was bizarre. It was. It, it really was. Like, are you intimidated? Just, I don't think you are, but, like, 
if if you look at him, are you going to like get emotional? Like, was he creating like a layer of distance, putting a wall up? I don't know. But it was like visually distracting. It was. Yes. That's a good way to put it. Um, So they, Jack starts out and I feel like, you know how, how they're like, Hey, like Sandoval started and he was like, he, he asked the question in an accusatory way. Mm -hmm. He said like, why didn't you fire the pastor until Lisa said something? But yet Jax comes out and confronts Sandoval and says, do you got anything to say after what happened? Yeah. You know, so like right away, like how is that supposed to make him feel like basically he's saying, I don't care about anything that you said. I didn't hear a word that you said. Fix this right now. You're already set up to be defensive. Yes. With that. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've got to give it to Sandoval that he has kept his cool in each of these situations where like, I feel like maybe any other cast member would fly off the handle. Like he's really keeping his cool. Um, this is, this is one of the first times where I am truly on Sandoval's side. I'm kind of in the party of he, I find him like very annoying and, um, he is righteous and annoying and he could have done it differently, but, this whole thing that he's saying is true. They didn't do anything until Lisa got involved. Yeah. um, And I just, it's like just such an important thing that they're bringing up. And there's just something that feels so wrong about just dismissing him just because he's doing it in a Tom Sandoval fashion. Like that's not like, I'm trying to think of like another example. Like if he brought something else up, would it be as ridiculous? Like, it's an important like you can't ah, like I'm so frustrated even talking about it because it's like are we really even arguing about this like right. Jax is wrong that's it yeah he's wrong all of them are every single person backing Jax is wrong mm-hmm. or they're better spit that out before someone yells at me um everything that they say and preach is a lie yeah a facade um, but what I'm trying to say is like, I, I, and I saw a lot about this on social media too, of people just being like disgusted with the way that Tom Sandoval brings up things or like they're just triggered by the way that he speaks to the group or, and the group reacts like that to get the, to get the viewers to kind of feel like that. But I just, I actually think in this instance, like if you just isolate how he handled this, he did try to handle it properly. He tried to pull Jax aside. He tried to do it in a way where it maybe didn't turn into this. And I just, I don't think this time he did anything wrong. Yeah. Jax is the one that went running to the table of girls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so then he's basically, you know, like Sandoval's doing, dude, do you even know me? And it's like, that is true. Like Jax, you should already know this about, Sandoval and it's yeah so Jax tries to like lay down the law again and he's like listen we found we found out the pastor lied we did something about it problem solved he basically like takes his hand and like you know just washes them of any sort of wrongdoing um and once again like I feel like this this would not be such an issue had they just said Oh my gosh, like exactly what they're exactly what they're requesting of Tom Sandoval. I handled it wrong. 
Right. If they just turned around and said that, because yeah. they aren't the pastor, they are not the pastor. And so for us to hold them accountable for something that their pastor said, it is a little bit ridiculous. But what is not ridiculous is that they keep on, they're making it worse by not just saying, oh, wow, like we've never gotten married before. We didn't, we've never encountered how, you know, some pastors handle things. Like it, it could have been. It yeah. could have just, if they just quote, rolled over to, you know, and said, yeah. oh my gosh, we, this is, a, we're overwhelmed right now. Right. Everyone would have like been like, all right, let's move on. Yep. But instead we're, um, yeah. So next we have T Sandy deliver a line that it clearly upset Jax because there's one thing that, um, that old Jaxie boy doesn't like, and he doesn't like like a good one liner when he can't come up with one right after. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Forever. he's yelling at, he's like, don't even, don't even bring up the past. Oh, 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 we're bringing up the past. Okay. We're bringing up the past. We're going to go there. And, um, so Sandoval just lets him have it and says, you know, who doesn't like to bring up the past hypocrites and people with bad credit. Right. Now this stung on like a personal level for me because, <laughs> I have my struggles with um, with bad credit and I feel like there's like I've come to like grips with bad credit, but there is a lot of shame around it. Like I feel like I am a bad person for having bad credit. So this hurt yeah. because it's like, am I am I a bad person and a hypocrite? I don't know. So Tom Sandoval cut me a little bit there. <laughs> and it's like, am I Jax? I think it's apples and oranges. Just like Katie says. <sighs> like, I have to just take a deep breath on that one because it was like, oof. I think there was a, a better second half of that sentence that could have been used. But it, I actually kind of get it. Like, it's also worked in like a strange way. And I actually think it hit Jax too. Well, probably because they all bought houses and they all did have bad credit. Yeah. So, and they realized because that comes up. That shit comes up for 10 years. Or- I just, I felt like that was like a little bit of a raw wound for him. And we do know that Jax has like, I, I don't know if he still currently has tax problems, but he did have like a little, yeah. like a tax lien or something. Yep. Um. So, you know. I um, have that scene. Before we go into the next, I want to talk about our sponsor of the week endurance warranty so what endurance is it's a direct provider of vehicle protection plans that saves drivers thousands of dollars in auto repairs and other nice services that they have Um, endurance is one of the largest vehicle protection companies in the u.s it's rated number one um, the number one vehicle protection company by consumer affairs so that's cool Um, they have Different plans um, based on your interest, whether, you know, you want a a plan based around your mileage or budget or schedule. (coughs) Um, The plan includes 24-7 roadside assistance, a personal concierge, key fob replacement, and tire repair. Now, I know uh, replacing your key is such a pain. I've had to do it. You got to, like, tow it, get it to a dealer. So that, for me, would be key. That could have saved me a lot of hassle. Yeah. So uh, basically what happens when a breakdown happens, uh, Endurance will handle the towing and paying the mechanic directly. Endurance's uh, auto advocates will help make everything from negotiating the best repair prices to finding you a hotel room if you're away from home. Wow. Uh, I guess that's part of the personal concierge. Um, So that makes it really nice and convenient. Anyways. 
I like that negotiate, negotiating the yes. price thing because there's nothing worse than like when you walk into the mechanic shop as like a woman and they're like, oh, it, gosh, you know what? There's yeah. there. I see some things we could work on here, you know, and That's then you, to me so many times and there's that guilt that you have where you're like, uh, oh, really? You know, or when I went to Vegas <laughs> just recently and my tire yes. was like, bo, 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 bo. Yes. and they said uh, you were on the freeway. What? Like I would have been screwed had it blown. It was about to blow out. Um, but then when I got to like the tire place, they were like, oh, you have to get these brakes. You have to get this. You have to get that. And it's like, well, they had me at like on my knees at my mercy because like I have to get home to California. Yeah. So I have to believe them. I wish I would have had an advocate to work on my behalf and like really check things out because maybe I could have saved some money or waited. So anyways, you guys can check it out. Go to endurancenow.com slash pumpers. That's the promo code is pumpers. So that's E-N-D-U-R-A-N-C-E-N-O-W.com, endurancenow.com slash pumpers and get $300 off um, just for our listeners. So that's cool. Um, I've checked out some of the plans. I'm going to check it out further and see if it's something uh, I'm sure I would like to add to my life. So so go to endurancenow.com slash pumpers. Insurance plus endurance equals total protection. Well, I'll definitely have to tell Chad about that because... I'm sure the minivan could use a little protection for my driving. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, I like the, the tire repair too. So yeah, I thought that was cool. All right. So we are over to Brett asking Charlie out and she's kind of like, eh, I kind of like tatted up like boys with hard hands. He looks like he has soft hands. Um, what do you think of that? Sorry, can I, uh, can we go back to Tom and Jack's really quick? I just have one point to make and mm-hmm. then we can move on. Um, so during that whole thing, Jax brings up that he feels like um, Tom has a motive to, to take him down. Um, again, I felt like we were that... We've been seeing tension between Jax and Tom for season after season. Anytime that Tom says anything to Jax, he doesn't like it. And I truly think that in this, the scene that like everyone is so upset about when Tom brings this up, I think that as a group, they came together and they're like, listen, this is going on with the whole pastor thing. No one brings this up. We are not bringing this up. It's off the books, whatever. And I and I think that that's what they thought the plan was. And I think that T. Sandy, the producers, went to him and said, listen, we need you to bring this up. And he's like, I'm game because he's a yeah. professional guy. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, Jax had a complete freak out. And basically what they're saying is, um, you think you're better than us. Like, they will do different things for the producers underhandedly in their mind, you know, like they're going against the group. Mm -hmm. Um, And that would be frustrating. Like I, I could, but like you won't have, you wouldn't have a show if, if they weren't doing that. Like, yeah, I, when everyone got along, Oh, it's like, Oh, girls night. It was like, that's why last season was horrible. Yeah. So, because they all had a little pact to protect I just, each yeah, other. Yeah, so I feel like that's what we're really arguing about here. And that's what, and that's why, like, when we go further into the episode, like when Lala starts arguing that same thing, it's like, Lala, this is really frustrating coming from you because you yeah. know what it's like to be on the other side of this. So, you know, 
sometimes it's your job to bring it up. I, I, I don't know. The, the whole thing is... But I, I don't think that um, that Tom has a motive to take Jax down. I don't think that Tom is jealous of Jax. I think that um, I think that Sandoval is frustrated with. I think that Jax from day one on the show has always done what he just wants to do. He can get in trouble. He can mess up and nothing mm. ever happens to him. And if Sandoval was to mess up in that same way, he'd be off the show real quick. Remember even when they... Um, attacked them with Miami girl and they like left because they didn't want to cause a scene and sir yes and Lisa was like I can fire you for that it's like oh but all the shit Jack's done has done and never got fired <coughs> so he's got a point there yeah like, well I, I think and you know breaking the fourth wall on that one too I think that it's because they st- they tried to not film it they were trying to get away from filming mm-hmm. and that was like un- like Lisa's like uh, unacceptable no yeah that's what it was so and then, like, I, in the back of my mind, like, on so many podcast interviews and all this stuff, all this content that we've eaten up trying to make sure we're, like, knowledgeable on the show and everything, Jax keeps saying, we don't know the truth about Tom and Ariana. They're not opening. They're holding a huge thing back. They're holding something back. It's frustrating. So I also keep watching for that. Like, I'm watching to see, like, what does the group know that we don't? Like, why are they so mad at Tom and Ariana? Something something isn't adding up. What is it? So, you know, I have a feeling it's all going to come. Everything's going to come out. I mean, he's certainly not holding back now. No. With those interviews and comments and all of that. Yeah. Okay, so I'm sorry. I interrupted where you were. So, uh, Well, we're just at Brett and Charlie and nothing. We might as well just talk about him asking her out and the whole date at the same time because that's how really eventful it was. Um, oh, I, I'm, oh, my God. I'm sorry. I still have a whole page on this, this whole Jax thing. I'm sorry. Oh, go for it. What did you think about him saying... I'm not even having my own mother at the wedding. I'm not I'm not going to mess with her. I'm definitely not going to have you there. Like yeah. How would you feel if you were his mom and Watching. you heard him say that? Right. I know. I'm not having my own mother at the wedding cuz I that. don't want to deal with her. You think I want to have you there? He doesn't want to deal with his mother being there. Yeah. Yeah, when he, Lisa says later how her mother see this is this is what's really important, what really matters. And you think he's going to be like... I, I'm going to invite my mom. Yeah, don't sweat the small stuff. I'm going to overlook this with Sandoval. He's been there for 20 years. I'm going to rethink my mom's... Th- no, he took it the whole other way. Like <laughs> and the- doubled down on, I'm just going to get everyone out of my life that is, does, isn't a yes man. And that's why Schwartz is his best man, because he's a yes man. Yes. But yikes. I, I mean, I, I was actually kind of shocked that he just straight up admitted that. And there was even like a little, I felt like the producers added in like a little like symbol noise when he said that. Like he was like, I'm not even having my own mother there. And there was like a little sound. It was like, ding, like something. Someone's phone. Um, also, when he walks to his car, um, he like takes off in the alley, you know, and his, his um, car is parked at the meter exactly where our was our car was parked yep. when we were at See You Next Tuesday. And the production van is right next to his car, um, which was in all of the shots last episode, too. Maybe that was the night everything got stolen from. They're it. getting really sloppy with that van. Um, so production, like if you're listening, that van is in all of the shots and it's like very bizarre. Like we see it. Well, just because it's black doesn't mean it's like remember invisible. It was like 
that time last year when it, that van got broken into? Yeah. Maybe don't put it on TV so people don't know what it is. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Now, okay, okay, Charlie and Brett. All right, so she says he thinks she thinks he's a little too soft for her, but because she met a millionaire, and all I kept thinking was like Austin Powers, like one million dollars. I was like, yeah, that's really not that much anymore. Okay, uh, okay. <laughs> I uh, I wrote this. I was like, that's kind of embarrassing because yeah. <laughs> Like and I, you're at, at an Emmy party. It's like, well, the, the, this is kind of goes guess, with the I territory. Guess, I guess it's like when you're young, you think that. And then like when you are older and you like start making money, you're like, oh, like he's that's a, actually not <laughs> as hard to get yeah. to that number as. He's a millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and also like. And at an Emmy party. It was a millionaire at an Emmy party. So <laughs> you might be able to meet a millionaire on the street, but could you meet him at an Emmy party? Who tells you to always say yes and I was like well this tracks with Hollywood I'm like it was well, a little dark well yeah was his name Harvey yeah uh, I always say yes because then let's try this experience right now together oh, always say yes just try it once yeah it's fine <laughs> that was that was definitely dark it so was. when she actually goes out to him goes out with him She's making fun. I do like this part. She's like, I'm a Hispanic girl from Barstow. I'm like, now I have never met anyone from Barstow. Have you? Actually, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was I was a little excited because I've spent so much time there. I mean, five to ten minutes at a time. But I've been, that's my stop. And I've been doing it back when the Lenwood exit was only a gas station and like one restaurant. It was the Harvey House restaurant. And now it's just a Mecca. It is. It's a whole outlet mall. There's every kind of food you would want to eat. And I would always just stop at the Chevron. And I actually did eat at the Harvey House a few times. Um, it's just no longer there. There's still one, I think, downtown at Barstow Station. But I don't like going there. It's a little rough. Yeah. Um. So I was excited that she's from Barstow. Um, changes it up a little bit. That's even further than Azusa. Yeah. And she's making fun of the $16 smoothies, which I liked that part. She's like, this is some like real white people shit. I'm like, mm, true. Um, now, when Sheena's talking to Brett, and we'll get into that later, she's like, you're going to go out with her? Like, you were like making fun of her makeup and everything. Like, she didn't even know how to do her makeup. And all I kept thinking was, she has great makeup. Or she didn't even need any makeup. Like, she looked very fresh-faced. She certainly didn't have bad makeup. No. So I thought that was a weird comment that he would have made because she has very tasteful, conservative makeup. Yeah. That look, just, she looked fresh-faced and dewy. Yeah. You know. God knows we've seen, I mean, let's just go to example A and Katie and her confessional and that makeup. Yeah. That's some of Sheena's makeup in the early years, especially. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, I, nothing really happened there. Um, what do you think about her saying that she just tried avocado this year? Yeah, that's weird. Because I could even get the pasta thing, like maybe it was like her family has a gluten intolerance or something like that. Or they're just straight up, you know, fruit and veggie people. But why not an avocado? That's very bizarre. Yeah. I don't know. And does it like... What does she eat then? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. 
Um, but I love hearing about people's weird things that like the, that they do. You know, it's like, oh. Yeah, like being afraid of statues. Who's afraid of statues? Remember we covered that my when I went to Vegas with my friend and oh, she brought, yeah. I mean, I just thought that was fascinating. That is. It's just so random. I loved it. All right. Enough about them because, I, I mean, she was a little, she's definitely more interesting than she has been shown in the show. Um, but still not compelling for me, any of them. Um, you said you were going to go off on her. She was, um, she was more naturally funny than anyone that I've seen so far. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like that she made fun of him. I like that she makes fun of him next week. I like that she made fun of like ridiculous LA things. So that part was endearing to me. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything for on my notes here, but if I see something later, I'll say it. Um, so do you have Bottlefish next? Yep. So notice Jax is wearing the same shirt in the alley, that stupid gray t-shirt. Yes. And then he just goes over to that nice restaurant where Randall totally dressed up, looked very nice. Mm-hmm. And Jax is in his sweaty, probably sweat garage t-shirt. Yeah. And then Brittany's in like a full like... And like a Lady Gaga jacket. Like knockoff uh, couture structure dress, but like from not, you know, from like Forever 21 or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like rude. And I'm sure Randall paid. So also rude. You could at least look nice. Um, Do you yeah. think that's how it works? Like every time they go to dinner, Randall pays? Oh, I've heard. I've heard Stassi said that on her podcast. She's like, I would never even go to Craig's as much as we do because, like, she doesn't like leaving, leaving the house. And because there's always paparazzi there. Uh-huh. She's like, but Randall always pays. So it makes it hard to say no. Hmm. Hmm. <coughs> so, <coughs> wait, when Randall walks in and Brittany's like, Randall! Did you hear that? No. Oh, God. She it was like an extended. I almost want to put it on so you can hear it. Like literally did one of her horrible screechy, but she, it was like twenty minutes long. It's like Randa. It was awful. Oh my god! Rewatch that scene when he walks into the restaurant because you know they're already there. Yeah, yeah. I actually thought that that the whole beginning um, part was like I need to watch it again. I watched it twice, but I need to watch it again because. They did like a voiceover for that. Did you notice like like they're sitting at the table and no one's mouth is moving, but they're like, did you order tequila? Like it like yeah. dubs in over the... Because I couldn't figure out who said it. Yeah. It's like, I was like, what, are we like, is this coming from the heavens? Like what, what is mm-hmm. going on here? It, it didn't make sense though. And it was like, why are you having to say tequila so many times? Why are we talking about tequila? It's yeah. like, is this sponsored by like Katie's tequila did, event? Did you see though... Uh, when they were drinking in here, they're at this nice restaurant and then they, the camera pans over to Brittany and they did have tequila, but it was in a glass, not a shot. Yes. And she just tossed it back like a shot. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, Brittany Hunt, this is meant to like sip on, sip on. It's a nice tequila and it, the glass should be the tip off for you, sweetie. But uh, <laughs> she just tossed it back. Yeah. That's how you get her done. <laughs> Well, they said that when every time like they went wine tasting and everything at certain things, she 
Brittany doesn't like wine. It's like, you can't even just suck it up for the wine tasting. This is, she just brought like a flask of tequila. Wow. Nice. That's okay. Um, I mean, I can't talk about, like, we just have to talk about the fried chicken, double fried chicken. (laughs) (coughs) Now I want to go have it. So, um, I went onto this website. I never have heard of bottle fish and I was like, wow, like that's cool that a, I mean, cause sometimes like when I hear a name like that, I'm like, I don't want to go anywhere near bottle fish because I don't like fish. So I'm not going. Right. Um, but I was, I was pleased to see that they had a lot of, um, different things on the menu. You don't just have to have fish. And one of them is the fried chicken sandwich that Randall ordered, which is $17, and it's described as um, it has jalapeno, cilantro, slaw, spicy mayo, dill cream mm. uh, on a toasted brioche bun with French fries. So, Sounds good. So he wanted to skip the bun and do double fried chicken. With fries. With fries. And so, yeah. And he's just. I mean, I guess he saved like 50 carbs on the bun. <laughs> he's just living his life. You know, it's like he double meat yeah and then he's like ah here it is double fried chickens party time <laughs> well it'd be fine if it was like a grilled chicken sandwich and he said double the meat but yeah. it's fried chicken mm-hmm. so all the carbs are there yeah and all the we already know he has heart problems because he referenced taking his pills on their podcast last week yeah but also all the little things he hooked up during the Fofty era um maybe he likes to eat one like what you know at dinner and then take the other one home um, well you saw how well fried things reheat i tried that cauliflower from tom tom and Uh, yeah they don't reheat well yeah i I don't know i think he ate it (laughs) so yeah um i don't like, Lala really didn't add anything here. I noted that her skin looked really pretty, looked very clear. She's doing something. But to me, she doesn't really need to be on the show anymore. Probably the most interesting thing about her right now is Randall coming on just because it's something new. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, she's also really lost her pizzazz, um, like truly becoming like a member of the Witches of WeHo because mm-hmm. um, that was like the funnest part of her is that she would you know speak out a turn and kind of question everybody that's what makes it great but um yeah so Jax is sitting there and like he's like still like just going off about how you know this whole tom sandoval thing and you know he's bragging to them telling him oh i disinvited him blah 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 he's cut he's cut and um what does he even know he's like he brings us up he's like why don't you worry about yourself Uh, mr investigator yeah, he's like, maybe you should investigate your own girlfriend's sexuality. It seems to change every day. So that's where he just really doubles down and it's like, mm-hmm. and you called the pastor a liar and how it doesn't align with your views, yet you just slam someone's sexuality. So then he like, um, Brittany says something and he's like, back me up. Like, oh, yeah, support he's, me. He's like, stop making excuses for him. He's like, you need to stick up for me. He's like, you're, you're just spinning this whole thing. Stop making me look stupid. And just like it, like a full on, like, like as quickly as she could even say, she's like, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Like, I- yeah, she had that deer in headlights look like Raquel has when Jean yes. just 
where they're just like, oh God, oh God, why did I say that? Why did I say that? And they're like, well, they almost flinch. Yeah, it's like a Stepford wife. <laughs> yeah, or an abused animal or something. Like, oh shit, I shouldn't have said that. Did I say that out loud? Damn it, damn it. Now it's going to go off. Yeah. Um, so Jax and uh, Randall get up to like go do it, have a Coke break in the bathroom. And <laughs> <laughs> they leave together. Like 100% that's what they went to do. Yeah. Because they come back to the table and Jax is just like blitzed. You can tell. He's like, he's like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I, I've decided. I've decided, you know, and, and Lala's like, what? What have you decided? Like, what's going on? And then we like to have the scene that's supposed to just melt our hearts that he asks Randall to be in the wedding. Yeah. And Randall's kind of speechless and Jax is just like, Still here, still on the knee. Go on, go on. Oh, whatever. Oh, then, uh, so he accepts. Then the waitress comes over. And, oh, well, there, this is, she came over in the middle of like a rough scene. I think when Jax was yelling at Brittany. Yeah. And she looked like, you know, fearing for her life. Waitress comes over and then she flips the pageant smile on. She's like, hello. And does her little thing again. Oh, Brittany? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like a really long extended hello and just like flip that face real quick. Um, But so while they're arguing, Randall kind of jumps in and tries to mediate, which again, he's kind of coming off as the sensible one here. Yeah, every time he says something, I actually really like it, which is like a bizarre feeling because I keep waiting for him to mess up. But every time he opens his mouth, yeah, he's kind of soothing. He's soothing me. <laughs> yeah, he's knew? like, he's like, it's your big day. It's like, a, and it's true. Like, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, while they were in um, drinking some diet Pepsi's, Ariana and Lala were calling, uh, talking about ariana and lala's like i just don't get it i won't want her in my wedding she's like a wet blanket she has like two sides she's fun like a fun twerker and then like the other one that's just not happy for her friends like they live on a high horse together where they just you know think they're better than us and we all just want to cut them okay see that says something about you that you think people are better than you that means you feel you're lacking that's you're projecting yeah. And um I mean I will I will just share like my experience of Tom and Ariana. So I feel like out of all of the cast members we've been around them the most. And my every time that I have seen them out like Ariana is so happy and so like just like she's never appeared to be a Debbie Downer. No, yeah, she's always like in the middle of her friends. She's the one laughing or like they're like holding each other laughing. Or like, there are IG stories in a music festival. Like I, I know like people put on that happy face, but she's not faking that. Like I'm just saying like I she is like when she said like I have people who like think that I'm really cool. She really does. She really has her own little group of friends and um Wouldn't like you want to hang around them too if they make you feel good rather than bad. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean I'm, it's it's just yeah. like she and and like pretty much anyone who like who meets her like I think they have like that same feeling too. So mm -hmm. I feel like they have that going for them. And I think that that like may bother the other group of friends because they don't really go out with anyone but themselves. And if you I just I I picture that if I was in the Witches of WeHo group and 
like Chad and I only went out with them, it would be, I would start like getting like having an issue with the public because I would only want to go out with them because then I could only be in my little safety bubble with them. And just what they do. Yeah. And it turns into a thing, which I get like, it's, you know, you, it's comfortable, but that's what I like about Tom and Ariana is they're out and like, you wouldn't even know that like they're right in the midst of everybody and no one's bothering them. It's just like a different, like they truly are like leading different lives. They're not, as Ariana said, they're not in that hive, hive mentality. Yeah, No. And like they, they like truly do just like mix in with everyone. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that um, like the other group of people just don't know how to do that. The hive mind, she says. Like there's like, let's say that Stassi suddenly was single and like, you know, like there's no way she would go out with Christina Kelly and just go mix in with people and have a good time some night. Like that's just not her personality. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's hard for them to see Tom and Ariana that, you know, they work, you know, at Sir Tom Tom, wherever they are, and they leave with their friends and they go have a good time and just like go do karaoke or they go watch a, somebody perform and like they just hang out and like have a drink and are with every like or they do things separately yeah and there's just you just don't see that with the other clan yeah okay um katie thinks katie even thinks Jax is overreacting by cutting sandoval out of the wedding and then sandoval tells schwartz who has a full mental breakdown um and then they just go into the whole, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's like he's like trying to ride a bike for the first time and his daddy's letting go or like his first day of school. And he's just like, mommy, mommy. It's like you're standing up in a wedding. Like there's a thousand other people there to handle a little detail. I don't know how to tie a tie. <laughs> it's like, wow. Although I appreciate the the reaction and the – because. Tom just isn't throwing Tom's relationship away. Like Jax can just trash anything in a heartbeat. But it was yeah. what you think of their emotional bromantic scene. I hated it. I oh. <coughs> oh sorry. Um I hated it. I, I didn't I first of all I thought that when T Sandy started the scene, he already had a tear before it even started. <laughs> um he like walked Spray tan tears. He ta- he walked up and it was like right in the same like I'm sure they had to run that scene a couple times and that's what's going on. I also am finding it really hard to believe that Stasi, Lala, and Ariana, all these people are just are all the you know, they're just like sitting in a booth at Tom Tom randomly. Like, yeah. They're not showing like like, hey, let's meet up or like there's no way they would want to be there. No, and not those three together. And then at Tom Tom. And then the way they have them like literally seated next to someone and like that poor person is like in the scene and it's just bizarre. And it's and like and the fact that like Bo, they had they, they're like, OK, Bo, here's your line. Ask Ariana if she's still going to go to the wedding. And Bo literally looks at Ariana as like, are you still going to go? Like, do you think Ariana wants to answer to Bo? Right. Like, it just doesn't, it's not making sense. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. What do you think about Stassi acting? Like, she's like, if anyone deserves to go, it's Tom. Like, like everyone's pretending like they care. Like, mm-hmm. they're like, well, the group should be together, even though we are dysfunctional. They don't give a shit. Yeah. I don't know. Then them kind of, lecturing ariana about like 
you know, you don't even seem to like like us. And then Ari explained, Ariana explains, like, well, you don't even know me. Like, we don't have conversations. We don't hang out one on one. Like, basically, they just see each other during filming. So why would I hang out with you? You don't know anything about me. You know? And yeah. So then they're like, well, tell us, tell us. And she's like, fuck no, I'm not going to tell you. Like, based on my experience, this is not a safe place. Can't blame her. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what else happened there before we, I don't, I, I, that's, it's like out of order. I don't know where you are. I'm trying to, sorry. Um, I was just, we were there with Tom, Tom, yeah, and I know yeah. it's out of order. Of I know, wise, I know, but I know, I know. Just kind of continuing on with the, okay. Yeah. Let me, I'll finish on that. Um, I don't know. It's such a big conversation though. Cause it's about, um, yeah. Okay. Let's just, let's just, let's go back and then we'll come back. Mm-hmm. Um, Sheena. Sheena. Okay. Another new t-shirt idea. Hmm. Sheena's famous enchiladas. Yeah. Um, so. I don't. Making my famous enchiladas. What are you doing? What? (laughs) I love that she mentioned that she's driving home from Azusa. Loved that. I love that she's going to grab some ingredients for her famous enchiladas. Um, and then she's just thrown when he says, well, he's busy. He's taking Charlie out. And she like glitches like, what? And she's like, why? Like, you don't even have anything in common. And I thought that this showed this showed like a real cutthroat side of Sheena that I haven't seen her pull out before. Because Charlie's her friend. She keeps calling her mini me. And she's like, you said like she didn't diss her, but she was dissing her by bringing up Brett dissing her. Like you said, she doesn't even do her makeup good. Like I have a hard time thinking of a guy saying that, but given who his ex-girlfriend was, perhaps that makes sense. Um, But she, yeah, she's just kind of like, and then she's like, you need someone more mature. And I'm like, why though? Because he's not mature. He's younger he was just he only had one relationship in his whole life that he just got out of so he actually doesn't need someone mature he needs like transitional time right now yeah so he should be dating what she calls a club rat an adorable club rat i thought that was mean yeah i mean it's that backhanded yeah it's like oh she's my friend if there is one way that i like i cannot stand when someone brings up something that you said like a long time ago and like uses it as a weapon like that it's I feel like it's like the dirtiest way to fight and um mm-hmm. it makes you just never want to say anything ever yeah and like uh, like whenever someone does that usually there's a trillion things that the person that it's being said to could bring up about them and it's like like um like i've had this happen with um someone in my life like they will bring something up that i said and be like well you said that you hated that person and it's like do you know how many times I've listened to you hate someone? Am I going to bring that up right now to like go against that little comment that you just said? Or am I going to let this go and just like, yeah, it's very annoying and it's like a stupid way to fight. And um, I was shocked that Sheena even did. Like I've, I've never seen her do that before. Yeah. And it did. Well, I made fun of Annie doing the desperate meter because he just trolls her every single, every single week. But this one was, okay, you 
are showing your true colors here because you did look bothered and you probably your feelings are hurt and you're feeling like, oh, he likes her, not me. Like, but just try to hide it better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it was still funny. Like once again, like, you know, it was it was still like a funny thing, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um Yeah. So then we have Brittany still sitting at like her little wedding planning table, acting like like if she like is she really still doing stuff like 10 days before she's sitting there acting like I'm I'm sitting at my command center. Here I go. Okay. Yes. Come into the door. Try on your tuxes. Okay. Your suits. Let's see. Um, like it's just dumb how they're like setting it and up. Just Tom and Peter. Oh, what about the other yeah. 11 groomsmen? Yeah. Tom and Peter. <laughs> um, so Ariana is coming over to discuss, um, you know, what's going on with her and Brittany. So, um, as she's going, upstairs to talk to Brittany she says hey guys it's my birthday on Friday and everyone's invited I thought that was nice and mm-hmm. probably not the easiest thing to say to everybody yeah so Brittany says she's hurt that she didn't reach out and Ariana's like well I didn't reach out because you said you wanted to hit Tom and they kind of go through that Brittany really didn't have anything to say to that um this is where um this is where Tom Sandoval and Ariana are vital to the show because if we didn't have them kind of say like making the other cast members a little bit uncomfortable and giving us these scenes it, there would be no more show. So yes, when Ariana said, "Well, Brittany, the reason why I didn't reach out to you is because I heard that you said that you wanted, you know, Jax to beat Tom's ass." You know, you knocking the fuck out. You literally see like Brittany like swallow her spit and like just move on from the subject. Like, like she did. Was it last year or two years ago at the reunion when Brittany's like, well, I just think it's weird that James is friends with and uh, Tom and Ariana's like, actually, I think it's more weird that Jackson James are friends or whenever she threw off that comeback that was so good. And Brittany was like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> Because Brittany's all smug about it, and then Ariana just slayed her. Yes, and that's where Ariana's her best when she used to do that to Stassi, but now her doing it to Brittany, I love it. Yes, um, because Brittany does get so righteous, and she's like, "I'm such a good friend," and then I would never do that. What trolls do? And it's like, oh, really, Brittany? Because we heard you, um, say horrible things about Faith and her hair, and make uh racial references so you would never do that you would never make troll comments and whatnot it's like i think you did because we all saw it yeah i mean and granted yeah she has a right to be pissed but just saying some people are pissed about the pastor some people are pissed about some other things so they have a, a right as well so um and then she said so then when they start talking about the pastor this is my favorite part Brittany's like See, I didn't even never see those comments. And I'm like, exactly. You just answered your own question. You didn't never see those comments, which basically means, since it's a double negative, that you did. I didn't never see those comments. Is that what she really said? Yeah, she said, I didn't never see those comments. I was like, okay, well, so now you're not lying to us because if you actually (laughs) understand that statement, that means, because if you said, I didn't ever see those comments... Then we'd be like, oh, you never saw the comments, but I didn't never see those comments. Well, so you're admitting it. 
<laughs> I like. I know you don't get it, but <laughs> I like. She, I like when she goes. I like when she uses whenever. Whenever I saw it, I, I did something. About, I, she says Saul. Whenever I saw it. <laughs> whenever I saw it, I, I, you know, we did something about it. But I didn't ever see those comments. Nope. Um, so then Ariana says, I mean, she said this like the last two episodes that she truly believes that Brittany didn't see it. You know, she worked very hard to not to not see it. Yeah, she's like, well, I just need to know what you're going to do so I can stop stressing because my wedding's coming up and, you know, I just need to know. Meanwhile, Tom is trying to convince Jax to rethink his Sandoval decision. And he's like, dude, he, he was crying. Oh, Tom will cry at a dog outside on a sunny day. Meh. Which is true. And like that was like the one <laughs> funny line that Jack said. Um, <laughs> Tom could cry because it's sunny outside and there's a dog. Yeah. Ugh. So, you know... It was, a, so then they're back at Tom Tom, and this was heart, this was like the most emotional part for me when Tom lets Sandoval know that he's been replaced by Randall. Mm-hmm. And he like bites on his jaw, and you could tell he's pissed. Yeah. It's not easy being replaced, you know? Even if you hate the person, it's like you're like, what the fuck, you know? So then now we have to deal with Ariana. Um, She's feeling weird and uncomfortable. Um, If Sandoval is not going, like, I'm sure that, like, it's not far-fetched for us to all understand. Like, it would be very uncomfortable to not go with him. Like, I... Yeah. I couldn't imagine that either. And then also, like, bye, I'm packing my bags to go to Kentucky. I'll see you in a couple days. And then you see all the stories, like, woohoo, shots, shots. Yeah, how could you like sit there and celebrate no. when you know that like your partner is at home missing their best friend's wedding that they were the best man in? Uh-huh. So the fact that like everyone is like, "Come on, like just do the right thing" is very strange. I just don't see her and Brittany that close. So I mean, I I wouldn't I wouldn't go. I think they were. I think that like I think that so much has changed. Mm-hmm. I think they were. At one time, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, basically, it's just like go to Lisa's, and she says she can't go to the wedding because her mom died. And I mean, we kind of talked about that. How, how about the end when she's like, "Okay, I'll, I'll let you go. I want to go upstairs. I don't want to talk anymore." And they're sitting there, and Jax is like, "Hey, maybe, maybe we should go. Leave her, her space." It's like that's what she just told you she's like okay you can go now i'm going upstairs <laughs> like, yeah you're not supposed to just sit there and wait for her to come back down like oh good one Jax. yeah you, you put that together good thinking, did you good thinking yeah <laughs> good decision there buddy um i mean i feel so sorry for lisa like she has really been through it first her brother now her mom i mean this is like a lot that she's dealing with um the housewives but I at the same time I don't want to like really get into it on her but like I was a little disappointed that she didn't kind of circle back to address the whole pastor thing too she basically just said you know I know it's been a little complicated with this pastor thing but just focus on the wedding and yourselves 
And then life is too short. Don't worry about what people say. Hmm. So if that's... So that's going like... If that's, that's the advice. Yeah. Yeah. So we just, you know, do what makes yourself feel good. If they followed that worry. advice, they wouldn't have listened to you last week, Lisa. They wouldn't care about the people commenting online. They wouldn't care about Sandoval. His comments wouldn't bother them if they didn't care what people like. Yeah, it just it like I just I was I thought again, just a little bit of like circling back and it would just like it would it would solve everything for me. Like you could still have the whole storyline, but then it's wrapped up into like a package instead of just leaving it to where we all have to sit here just frustrated. Yeah. Um Okay, the next part of my notes, I just have Dana and Max, and I put forwarding. Yeah, I mean, we kind of talked about it. Like, as soon as he wanted to be exclusive, now he's blowing her off, and she's, like, not having it, and eh, that's it. Yeah. Um. Okay, so now we have, um, sorry, now I'm to my notes of yeah. Stassi, Lala, Ariana. Yeah. I don't know why I had them sitting at the, I was thinking when, yeah, whatever. Um, I had a really hard time when Stassi said, I just wish you guys would roll over on this one um, and say sorry without a but. I don't like how they're all saying the same exact line. They're all like, it's obvious that they're all either on a text thread together or they are all literally getting together and talking about yeah. like possibly like the hangups of Tom Sandoval. Like why, why are we all talking about this each one of them we could go down the line and list how each one of them have a hard time saying sorry Stasi um has made some big blunders and has had a hard time saying sorry mm-hmm. and taking responsibility lala same thing right um katie every single it's it's every single one of them so for Lala's them apology to raquel at the, at the what the roller oh. skating rink she's like oh and i'm sorry i called you a baby i bitch <laughs> like oh that was a real apology okay yeah it just like and stassi's blunder apologies were like <laughs> why are people so pc and uh, sensitive i'm sorry i mean yes pretty much it um and then there was something about about Lala's face when she said to like they're starting to get into it with Ariana and she looks across the table at her and she says, um, I feel like you don't really enjoy us very much. And with like this smirk on her face that just made me want to like like it, it literally rattled me to my core. And I was just like, yikes, like if a friend that like a girl who like used to be my friend and used to totally get it like like i used to be her only friend yes like how (laughs) she knows what it's like to be on the outside of the witches of weho because ariana had to comfort her in that role a lot and for her to suddenly be like i feel like like you don't like us very much like yeah you already know that you already know that la la just because you changed doesn't mean that ariana changed Mm mm-hmm um, and then they did like this whole Debbie Downer montage, which I thought was one of the, the, um, the scenes that they're showing her be a Debbie Downer. She's literally answering a question that Stassi was asking, like, how was that a Debbie Downer? Like, it was like a, it's like 
she was just answering a question. Yeah, and they were like, she always has like a black cloud over. I was like, where? Where's that? Footage? And then the Debbie Downer, that's season four. They had to go back five years to get that footage. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, it's just not quite working. Um, So now we have... Ariana kind of opening up and saying, you guys, listen, like I am my mental health, like how I am. I'm just not feeling mentally stable right now to deal with this. And both of the girls like they're. I don't. Okay, so. I just noticed their faces and I felt like they they knew that this was coming. And so they were trying to give like an honest like reaction to what she was saying. But it would look at their faces and tell me how like rehearsed it is. Yeah. Like I'm going to put on my serious caring face. I'm going to cock my head a little bit. Yes. And be like, oh, OK. Here and, La- it comes. and Lala fully puts it on like she's really good at like yeah. getting, you know, we say like that Lisa like is the broken bird person, but Lala loves this too. She loves when someone's down a bit and yeah. she can be like, I get it. I've had anxiety. Stasi. I've had anxiety. I'm like, have we met anyone on the show that hasn't suffered from anxiety? I don't think so. I don't think so. And I'm not trying to belittle it, but literally every single cast member has said they've suffered from anxiety. And so when they say, Oh, we've been there. We feel the exact same way. Maybe they have, maybe they haven't. I don't know. Everyone has different levels. So cool that they're trying to relate. Um, So what I really liked about um, this whole scene was I liked that Ariana didn't just say my mental health is not in a good place right now. I actually liked that she verbalized kind of what it felt like for her, like that she when she mentioned like I sometimes feel like I just want to, you know, drive off the road or I just don't want to be here. Like I felt like I was glad that she I mean, she didn't have to tell us that. And she did. Um, and it's really sad. Like, I can't believe that she feels like this. I My heart goes out to her. And um, just like Tom says at the end of the episode, like, I really hope she finds what makes her happy because it's really not worth it if she's feeling like that. And I hope that she, I, you know, gets the help that she needs. I loved her idea of driving off and starting a new life on an olive farm. I was like, I'll go. Oh, I thought she said an olive garden. Oh, I thought she said she wanted to start a new life on an olive farm. Oh my God. I thought she was like, I don't, I just want to drive off and start a new life. Like at olive garden, like saying like, she doesn't even care where she serves. Oh, oh my God. Maybe I totally heard that wrong. Well, that I just wanted sense. olive garden. <laughs> maybe that would make sense. Actually, I was thinking, isn't it? I've been seeing these Wednesday. like, isn't it something on Wednesdays like, uh, oh, maybe that's Jack's walk about Wednesday at Outback. It's boys night. Um, now there's something I saw an Olive Garden commercial. And I was like, I want to go. It was like the unlimited soup and salad. I'm like, I can eat that. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been thinking about Olive Garden lately. I have too. Um, because I want that salad because it's so crisp when they bring it to you. But when you get it to go or like at home, it's not the same. At it's all. not the same. No. Like I don't, Need. When it comes in that bowl, it's yes, so good. I know. And yes. I've been fantasizing about that. Me too. Um, so, okay. Well, I thought Olive Farm and I just, rem- it reminded me of like driving to Northern California and like, like the, the, like Gilroy, the garlic or the olive places, the almond places and all the vineyards. And like, that's my fantasy is like, or I want to watch like a walk to remember with Mandy Moore, or, 
the oh. <laughs> I'm like I want to be on a vineyard or a farm or something and just that's my new life. So I, mean, I totally got her in that yeah, moment. Yeah, it is like well, or like yeah, I I definitely felt like that was very relatable. Or you know, like when you're in you are holding a position at a job where maybe it's like toxic. It's not working anymore. And like literally you can be standing at the copy machine saying, I am prepared to just be homeless. Like I'm walking out. Like I don't like this paycheck is not worth it. I don't care if, if I lose everything that I have, it will be worth it to not deal with this. And so (laughs) again, like, going like off of what she's saying and just viewing the show. And then also thinking like, is she talking about that? This show has become too much for her. Is she saying that it is too much to work with these people and to just kind of lie down and let these things pass? Like, is she talking about the show? Is she talking about the people like how they, how the whole group is like, there's so much, there's so many ways you can read into it. Like her mental health isn't worth staying on the show, but then I feel anxiety for her because I stress about like the mortgage payment. I'm like, oh God, but then she's got to find something that can make the same kind of money so that they feel secure because otherwise Mm -hmm. that's going to create its own set of anxiety. So I'm like, oh, I kind of, I felt it. Yeah. Through the screen. Yeah. Um, It's almost 11, 11. It's 11, 10. I feel, yeah, I definitely felt like she was feeling trapped, but did you, um, like normally when they, um, talk about like trigger sort of topics like this. Don't they sometimes flash a screen up that says, hey, if you need help, you can reach out to this hotline. Yeah. I felt like with as many times as they mentioned that she wanted to end her life, that they should have put they some sort of... the end? No. Oh. Um, and I hope, I, maybe in like the next episode, like we'll get to hear, you know, what she's doing and, you know, maybe she can like... I'm sure it's helped people already that she's talking about it. But I also worry that like, you know, there's young people watching this show that, you know, listen to these things. And I don't know, it's just, it's pretty gnarly hearing how, how, well, at least they can maybe feel not alone. And they have, they like, wow, they have these problems. Yeah. Mm hmm. It is now officially 1111. Um, so make a wish. And also, Lolly, are you driving right now? Listening? <laughs> so I got to make a wish real quick. You mean uh, Michaela? Uh, yeah. I can't think of a wish that fast. Okay. Got it. <laughs> I always like, you know, and then you like wish for more wishes. And then you got to wish those. Yeah. Like, if I like go to a fountain, like where you throw the change in, I'm like, I'll throw a diamond because I figure I get 10 wishes with that. Yeah. Okay. Do you do the same thing? No. Oh, okay. Quarter, you get 25. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. Well, I don't have anything more. Um, I mean, she basically says she doesn't care about repairing friendships with people that don't even see her or know who she is. And I agree. Okay. No, I mean, I want now I want to talk about her and Tom. Okay. So after she talks to Stassi and Lala, that was heartbreaking because... I, I feel like that would be hard to talk to someone who isn't truly your friend and you're having to talk about such a personal thing with them and whatever. But when she goes to Tom and like the tears start flowing freely from her and like the way he looks at her and how he's like feeling so like he said, like he's feeling powerless, like there's nothing he can do to help her and that he only wants her to live in her truth. And she's like, real. I mean, it is like, Oh my God. Like, yeah, dream. 
Yeah, I'm not really, I've never been like a huge fan of them as a couple or anything. But in that moment, I'm a fan of like the partnership that they have. Whatever situation they have going on, I would want like that sort of, um, yeah, you can, can, yeah, you can just tell that like they, and she can be totally honest. Yes, like they get each other. And um I also felt I I did I also felt like when she was like pleading when she's like how can I like how can I be friends with these people that truly don't see me? They don't see me. And like that's the exact point that we've been trying to make this entire podcast and for the last 2 weeks they don't see that the comments that that pastor made yeah. are so hurtful to a group of people that like it, all they would have to say was, I am so sorry. You're right. I have no idea what that's like. Like, and that would comfort them so much, but they won't. And yeah. so, and to see her feel that same exact way was just like, wow. And, yeah. and then Tom, like you can tell, like he's trying to, like he's trying to understand, he's doing the best that he can, but like just to see him come and like support her and say, I don't care what it is, whatever you need to do is I'm good with. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do you feel like that's like a foreshadowing for anything? I feel like they're setting something up here. Like, I feel like from the beginning, you know, uh, when, when did we start hearing that she was bisexual? Like she's, I mean, we're, we're hearing like everything has led up to this point. And like, even like they had to put this season together. They had to put the season together. They put the storylines together. They had the pastor thing. They have Lance Bass there. Like everything is just stacking up to where like, I don't, I don't even know where this story's going. I think they're going to introduce like, a side relationship she may have or something. Well, I'll tell you what my dream is. Hmm. Kristen. (laughs) I like when I think of them together, when I think of their friendship, like what, what is awkward with Tom in the room? (laughs) Like, like Ariana is craving like a friendship. You could tell like, and especially in the group, like someone that like she could film with, like you can tell like something needs to happen there. Her and she Kristen just, have have come become closer, right? But she named her like after Katie in that ranking last week. Eh. Yeah, I don't know, but that's my that's like my wish, and I see Kristen like coming in like a Wonder Woman cape, like kind of like what Lala wears when she you know, does Pride. And she's like, I'm here, Ariana, like, let's go. And they like, they move in together and live happily ever after. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I don't really see that happening. But but imagine if it would, like, let's just, let's just play it out. See, I could see her hooking up with Dana. Ariana, Ariana's like, listen, Tom, like I have my own things to work out. I'm going to go do that. She moves out of the house. He's devastated. He's living in this house now and is going to decorate it in his own eclectic style. The group will come over and help him and comfort him. Ariana will be finding her own way. And the show will have their, you know, a new demographic that we've all been crying out for. And it's, it's all happening. Okay. I mean, I I don't, it's just a theory. I don't know. I can see the foreshadowing of her and Dina hooking up. They both like the comedy world. They both are like 
you know, newly out as bi. They both are kind of like no nonsense, intelligent women. I don't know. <clears throat> Just as like a a couple times, a couple rolls in the hay. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, that's a good thing. I didn't even think of that. You're right. That was foreshadowed as well. Yeah. Maybe we should do a poll. <laughs> do you think there'll be a side relationship? But if so. Also, um, I haven't talked to you. I haven't talked to Sarah about this off um, when we're not recording. But um, I think that this weekend we need to do a um, Kentucky wedding recap. Like, you know, X amount of months later and revisit like the steps that we took and what we saw, you know, just to like get ahead of the whole wedding thing and get our content out there before everything starts steamrolling to like a recap and then we can also re-release yeah like and all of our photos and videos like all the stuff you know just and then um have it tagged in our group and everywhere so everyone can access it maybe on our instagram where you know you can go and look through it again i think the highlight reel is still on instagram it is yeah yeah but we should just look at it again and make sure that we it's up to date current. yeah it's up to date and just compare notes because so much happened that we didn't talk about or whatever yeah okay and then there's, um, I thought also, like, we have everybody else's social media. Like, if something, <laughs> I'm going to be so frustrated if something does come out and they're like, these people were there exposing everything that happened in the wedding. Like, I just want to have our ducks in a row of, like, how literally every single person that was in Kentucky was storying everything that was happening, yes. like, way before we were. Like, we would see what was happening and then follow suit. Like, we never exposed anything first. Never. Right. It was Shep and all those people. Yep. So, yeah, I'm excited for the wedding. I'm excited for the next episodes. And I'm excited for the podcast. I'm so excited with it's so fun to like have, you know, some positive growth and stuff. So, yeah, it makes it much more fun to do this every week. And especially you guys with all your positive comments. It's so uplifting yes makes our day so thank you yes or when you guys yeah we didn't really get any personal stories in this podcast but i love when you guys are like oh my god like i tuck my my feet into the bed too or i you know like i when you guys write stuff like that it's so fun okay well uh maybe we'll be back this weekend or soon with a kentucky update we'll get that up and um if not we'll be back for the next episode sounds good bye okay bye